Hello and welcome to The Masked Cricketer, a Q&A podcast based on the live show that took place over the UK lockdown of 2020. In this episode, our Masked Cricketer chats about their experiences in Oxfordshire cricket, down under, and whether or not they will pursue over 50s cricket. Today's podcast and the live show are all about raising awareness and funds for the Lord's Taverners charity. Right, we better go on with it. K-Dog, who's the mass cricketer? Are you by any chance the legendary Rob Cunliffe? There it is, Rob. Yeah. Hi, Rob. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> yeah. He's very red. So would you be in there? <laughs> How are you? Yeah, Cough. good. Yeah, I'm all right now. Lost a bit of weight. In the last 10 minutes, yeah. Jesus Christ, that was boring. We, we did have those guesses coming through. We did hold it out a little bit longer than perhaps we uh, we would normally. But, um, That's very, very kind that was Really, really good. Um, they took a while to guess you, which was good. Uh, and apparently you did score 100 against Oxford Cavaliers. But oh, did I? Yeah, apparently so. I can't remember. It was, it, it was a moment. It was a moment that Dave Ward remembers because he was batting with a legend. You wouldn't remember batting with Dave Ward clearly because who was? Where was that? Really. Where was that played? We don't. Oh, he'll probably tell us. Humphreys is still trying to guess who it is. Said, Are you Lee Sharp? <laughs> <laughs> really good, Rob. How's? I'll ask the question first of all. How's lockdown been for you? What, what, what's been? What's it been like? Oh, it's been. Personally, it's been quite tough. Um, I've got a little four-year-old. I know I don't look old enough. So he's he's been obviously off school. My wife is currently working from home. So Muggins here is daddy daycare. So unfortunately, I have not been able to work for 10 weeks. So um, subsequently, it's all a little bit of a, a struggle at the moment. But fingers crossed, he's back on Monday to school so I can get out and about now and start, uh, and start trying to get myself back together again. Kieran, are you going to... Start the ball rolling. I've got a few. Yeah, no, Rob, it's been, it's really good to see you again, mate. I obviously uh, remember spending uh, quite a bit of time with you uh, when you were smashing cricket balls everywhere, standing in front of bowling machines, getting the ball pinged at you at 80 miles an hour. It's a, it's a pleasure to see you again. Uh, <laughs> just, wanted to, just wanted to ask, Rob, really. Um, obviously, you uh, you know you, you're sort of not in the county now. You, you've obviously got quite a a history with Oxfordshire um, in terms of, um, you know, played some youth cricket as well and some minor counties for Oxfordshire. Are, are you still playing cricket? When Obviously not at the moment, but are, are you still representing a club anywhere or, or are you sort of getting the retirement age for that now? Uh, no, not quite yet. Not quite yet. I'm not quite Woods' age yet. So um, know, uh, I'm currently playing for a, a club called Brislington. We're in like the Weppel 2 Um but yeah, I'm captain, captain there now, and, and still, still enjoying it. However, I am finding it quite difficult on a Sunday morning now. You know, I'm, I'm sort of getting closer to fifty than I'm forty. So, uh, and yeah, it's, it's the only uh, the great, the great thing about playing there at the moment is the average age is twenty-two, and that's with me in it. So it just shows how the club want to move in the right direction. So. And obviously, you did a lot of coaching um, with, with us over the years. But um, I think you, you do still do some coaching, don't you? You're, you're coaching over in Gloucestershire, or you, you have been, and you've been involved with some of the schools over there, haven't you? Yeah, I, I was I was working at Dean Close uh, in Cheltenham for about ten years, which was which was unbelievable. But I think after the the death of my father, it made me realise that you know doing seventy eighty hours a week, and you know, you, the most important thing is your family. 
and um, so I felt that I owed, owed it to the wife and little one just to spend a bit more time at home and you know and, and be a dad really so um, but no I'd still coach I still coach um, I do a few clubs around around the Bristol area uh, obviously Brisbane is sort of out towards Bath so I've got a bit of work there so but yeah it's, it's just great I love I absolutely love coaching and you know just just passing on all what I've been lucky enough to have have done and, and played with and for and people like that so I just you know I don't take it for granted it was yes it was hard work um but you got to think you've got to think about the people that helped you and pushed you in the right direction to to get you where you wanted to be yeah I I I, my my first recollection of you Rob I I I said it in jest just at the end of those questions I I I was a little bit naive back in the late 90s I think it was as I said I think it was down at Henley on Thames I was uh covering a game of cricket for what was Thames Valley FM and I parked my my little Fiat Panda right behind the bowler's arm, my first car, and I was live on the air um, talking about this opening batsman's uh, hitting the ball to all parts, and and you hit this ball straight, and as as it went over the, the bowler's head over the sight screen, I heard this sort of smash, and I, I live on air as well, and he's just hit a six, he smashed a car, I don't know, you know, I don't know whose car it is, but he smashed a car, and didn't think any more of it. At the end of the game, I went round afterwards and had a drink at the Breakspear ground, lovely ground there. Went back to my car and uh, obviously it was my car that you'd actually hit. <laughs> Reminds me a little bit of um, there's a really good YouTube video on um, uh, doing, doing the rounds with Ian Smith, who was uh, who was commentating on a T20 game and, uh, and the ball hit on the ground went straight through his car windscreen. And just That's just right. something that just something that I remember and uh, I always remember from you um, obviously you know you're an opening batsman of, of quite good prowess and, and somebody that was a really clean strike of the ball but you backed your ability from ball one didn't you? Yeah I think so and you know it's, it's something now when I'm coaching that I try to I try to encourage them to hit the ball um, but hit it in a controlled manner not just you know wanting to slog it or whatever I mean technically yes I would have thought I was pretty pretty sound technique wise um that was thanks to the old man for hours and hours of, of of throwing the ball at me and letting the dog fetch it and just grooving and grooving um i remember people like phil densham um which a lot of the guys will know obviously um and people like that mick cannon just giving me some basic techniques um you know a piece of string through the cricket ball and hitting it straight and that's what i did for hours and hours and hours um and like I say, it was. I like. I'd like to say I was a good time with the ball. Yeah, I'm not. I wasn't a big whacker. Um, and just tried to look elegant-ish. It's all different now, though. I can assure you. Did you think that you had? Um, did Did you think from the start that you had um, a natural talent, or were you a sort of a cricketer that had to really work at it? Could you get some that have a natural talent for the ball, a good eye for the ball, and you get some players that that have got a bit of talent, they really have to work at it. Which sort of category do you think you fall into? Um, I think it's a tough I, question. I, isn't it? I, I think I was very lucky. I was very lucky because of because of Oxfordshire, uh, and obviously when playing for the Twenty Club, I had some good coaches there. Going through Oxfordshire, and I, I just yeah, I think I was lucky. I was I, I felt like I was a good player, um, and I remember I remember once when I was about ten, I think it was playing in the indoor league at Blackbird Leeds and. I got a bit cocky and uh, Mr. Jeff Hawkins gave me the biggest roasting ever. Um, rightly so, 
rightly so. And, uh, yeah. and I think that really helped me. That that actually made me realise that you went too big for the game. Um, and it put me on a, a sort of even keel then, really. That, that's interesting. There's a couple of really good questions coming in, Rob. And um, I, I sort of want to just go back to coaching in Oxfordshire because I, I always remember um, we, we coached down at Brooks there. And um, if we were demoing a, a forward defensive that would be boring woodsy to show them and if we were playing a hacking shot it was it, it was rob that was going to do the demo on that and um i always remember you demoing a um there's two two recollections good stories and, and the first one was just hitting the ball and i remember the sound of the, of the ball hitting your back just reverberating round brooks for it felt like 10 minutes because you'd hit it with such not power, but just caress and timing. It was absolutely brilliant, and you couldn't got you couldn't have got a better demo for the kids. So that that's that's one memory. And I also <laughs> the funny memory is is rack, racking up the bowling machine for you to take a catch and nearly taking your head off. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We we still do that now to the to the players. <laughs> it's one of our favourite little. Uh, so I apologise for that now, Rob. But uh, it was funny at the time. <laughs> they were, they were, they were great days. And again, I think these these youngsters really need to appreciate what Oxfordshire are, are doing and uh, sorry, done and doing, um, because you know the, the the quality of the coaching, not just when I was there, but the people you were bringing in, the enthusiasm to the kids, and equally then. The kids, how good they brought into everything that the Oxfordshire was giving them. So, you know, I think all round, these kids are not spoiled, but they're so lucky. Again, a lot, Rob, of, thinking, a lot of coaching, aren't they? Um, yeah. and it, oh. it, is, it is good. It is good. Sorry, Kieran, carry on. Yeah, no, it's all right. I was just going to say, just, just talking about uh, about your career for, for a little while. So, obviously, um, you know, you're, you you played for Gloucestershire. You had a first class career. You also uh, early in your career had a had some uh, representative honours for England, didn't you? For England's uh, sort of youth teams, younger teams. Just uh, yeah. talk us through a bit of that. Exactly, how, you know, when when it was and how, you know who you played against, and maybe who the sort of the the, the best person that you played against and and for. Um. Well, the the first the first obviously. When I was eighteen, was probably the most amazing year of my of my career. Um, firstly, was was uh, getting Player of the Season for the Chirwell League um, at eighteen, which I felt quite proud about. Um, secondly, was getting the contract for Gloucestershire, and then um, seeing seeing the old man. Because I don't know, I don't know whether a lot of your um, people listening know my old man, but he was a bit of an armchair critic. And um, I remember a couple of games, I think, I can't remember, I think it might have been at the cage. I think I hit 155 and I got home or back to the club and he went, well done. He said, I hear you played a real crap shot on 64 and 120. I was like, oh, cheers, Dad. Um, <laughs> you know, and then, but to see him when, when I was collecting the award, to see him sat in the corner crying his eyes out meant, actually meant quite a lot. Um, and then, obviously, the third thing was getting selected for the uh, the under nineteen tour to India. Um, you know, with people like Michael Vaughan, um, Glenn Chapel, you know, Dalman, people like that. 
um, of which we drew the series, uh, which was an amazing experience. I mean, that was my first ever first ever time abroad as well. Um, and to do seven weeks out there was just, uh, it was just exceptional. I loved every second of it. Um, done done very well in the test matches, but not not so well in the in the one day internationals. Um, but we did. This was my first experience of, of playing at the the big grounds. We played at Calcutta Gardens, sorry Eden Gardens, um, and it was just wow. And you're thinking you could get used to this. Yeah, you could get used to this. And then uh, the home series against the West Indies. Now there was one player which I'm sure everybody will know who just bored the pants off us. Um, Funny left-handed batsman, um, proper bat, proper bat, seriously good bat. His his temperament was just phenomenal. He hit double hundred against us at Trent Bridge. He got hundred at Old Trafford, Mister um, Chanderpaul, and it was just great to watch. And we were trying to abuse him, and you know, not not badly, but just you know, come on, man, you're boring, and all this sort of, And it didn't phase him whatsoever. And I just think that just shows the focus that you need. To become a successful international player, I mean, Ch- Chanderpaul is a really good example of, of uh, a player that sometimes we were, we were talking last week about um, how certain techniques you, you don't coach them. I mean, Chanderpaul's technique as a batsman, it's not something that you would see in a coaching manual, but for him, it worked. And he he become one of one of the greatest West Indian Test batsmen of the modern era, hasn't he? With that technique yeah. that he had. Yeah, I think when it comes to coaching, though, you know, we've all done enough coaching now that if if a lad's hitting the ball well or a lady's hitting the ball really well, why change it? Why change it? You know, if it's working for them, you work with them. You don't try and change them. Just because you're labelled as a coach, um, don't try and change them because I think it would be it would be quite detrimental to their their techniques and their you know success on a Saturday or. Obviously, use cricket, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You know, I see a lot of people trying to change techniques when there's no real need to. They just got to work with what's put in front of them. I, I come in on that actually because I had a, a lad today that is only twelve, and you've got to take into account that he is only twelve, and yeah. his eye and his hands through the ball was exceptional. He was hitting the ball with immense power and timing. Yeah, technique. No, there wasn't any technique. I just let him carry on. He, he he got a little bit upset halfway through the the session where he was thinking he wanted to do things better if you like or or more a technical position or whatever. I said, don't worry, don't worry at this moment in time. I am not worried at all. Just keep hitting that ball as sweetly as you are. And yeah. it was good to watch. It was good to watch. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, especially a young lad of that age, it's it's, it's all about results, isn't it? Um, you know, they want to score runs. They want to hit fours. They want to hit sixes and and things like that. So don't change them. Personally, I don't think um, unless there's something drastically wrong with their hands or it's causing them a few issues. Then maybe maybe you know a little tweak here and there is 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 something like that. But whenever whenever I coach now, it doesn't matter how old or how young. I always say to the kids, if you don't understand what I'm saying. Please don't think because I'm your coach that you've got to do everything I say. If you don't like it, talk to me because you're, I'm here for you, okay, just to help you. And that's that's the main thing that in my eyes is that they can uh, feel, feel nice and relaxed, have a little chat with you. Yeah, it's the coach-player relationship. You're building that relationship. So, you know, when, when you need to say something that is 
possibly quite critical for their development, they're going to listen to you, you know, but it's it's building that relationship, which is really important. I, I want to go, go on, Rob, because um, the um, brilliant on those those uh, tours for England. Am I right in thinking one was curtailed because you broke a finger or a thumb? Did you or am I thinking wrong there? Have I got that wrong? Uh, not not for the not for the England stuff. I I was the only thing I did injure was my hand, but that was I was reserve keeper and I was practicing, practicing, practicing as I normally do. Um, but I didn't miss any games or nothing out there. So cool. uh, no, that might have been that might have been at the Cheltenham Festival when I decided to dive over the boundary boards and break my thumb in two places. But that's just me being stupid, isn't it? Really. <laughs> In that up, actually, Cheltenham Festival, what was that like to play in, actually? Am that... Amazing. Absolutely yeah. amazing. It was such a great atmosphere. I mean, back back years ago, the wicket used to be rapid and everybody and anybody wanted to field at short leg because while she, while she was steaming in and getting around people's throats. Um, but equally, you know, the quicker, and it's a very true wicket, you could, you could hit through the line a bit. You might have to get a few hits here and there, which I can vouch for. Um, but it was just amazing, the atmosphere on a beautiful sunny day, like Kieran said, you know, today, picture at, at uh, Chapman Festival would just be amazing. Super. Um, so we've just, we just got to hope and pray that we, we can get some cricket and I'll probably get down there. I think there's a past players day down there as well, which is always quite a good one. Yeah, I do know one of um, one of Oxfordshire's own, Daryl um, Christian Brains, obviously one of the groundsmen at Cheltenham, and he uh, he keeps putting these fantastic images of how it's looking there at the moment, and it's just looking an absolute picture. And uh, I've been to the Cheltenham Festival to watch a couple of times, and you're right, the atmosphere it, it, it's different, isn't it? It's a different atmosphere at that background than it, is, than it is at any sort of other first class ground because it's it, it's a real sort of close knit atmosphere, but yeah. professional cricket, yeah. isn't it? Oh, it's unbelievable! Yeah, it's brilliant. All the marquees up, and yeah, I just—it's—it it's, was one of the one of the places where all the players wanted to get into that squad, ready to play. You know, the the two weeks or the fifteen days or wherever it was at, at the festival. So, um, but yeah, it's brilliant. Rob, um, I'm going to come on to the the success that I think was ninety nine, two thousand, two thousand one. Uh, come on to that in a moment. Um, yeah. You play with some really good players, great players, actually, some real legends in uh, at Gloucestershire. Um, <laughs> Mervyn's actually asked, have you got any stories about Bally or Boo Boo? So we might come on to that in a moment, so you can have a little think about that. But who who was, I mean, you had Jack Russell there, didn't you? You had Courtney Walsh, there was one or two others. Who was a, a real standout for you and who was a really good guy to have in the dressing room? I think it goes without saying, Walsh, was just unbelievable. Um, I, I remember. I remember one game. Uh, I can't. I can't remember if it was against, but they only wanted like I don't know four or five to win off a couple of balls, and it just shows that it doesn't matter who you're representing, whether it's a West Indies or whatever. It's he wore his heart on his sleeve, and anyway, they end up getting them, and the and well, she had his head in his towel and never, never pulled his towel over his head for about two hours. He was devastated. So for me, he's one of them, um, without fail. Jack Russell, you know, it's people like that you look up to. I remember I'm being 17, 18 and driving, uh, 18 and driving down there. And you're meeting people people like that who you're just in awe of because, you you know, you've seen all on the TV and and things like that. But uh, and then you and obviously then 
Ian Harvey, people like that. But yeah, I think one of the funniest ones that, which is he is an amazing bloke, um, Verenda Saywag. When I when I left Gloucestershire and went to Leicestershire, um, he had just got off the aeroplane about I don't know, two or three o'clock in the morning. We were playing a, a a national league game against I think it was against Yorkshire. And anyway, Devon Devon Malcolm was in the nets, and I don't know whether when you you've been at the nets at Leicester Race Road, they are beautiful. And uh, anyway, Verenda walked into bat, and Devon's running in. And he just played normally a couple of little drives and a couple of little cuts and whatever. And then all of a sudden he started sweeping Devon Malcolm. <laughs> and we're, we're stood down the other end and we're like, bloody hell, who's that? And uh, Devon was like, what does he think he's doing, man? And he got quicker and quicker and quicker. And anyway, he kept flicking him and doing whatever he did. And we're just like, oh, my God. Anyway, he got a quick fire, 10, 15, off about four balls. He got bowled off stump round his legs. <laughs> that was his first game for Leicestershire, but he was an absolute legend, honestly. He was funny as. I bet. Uh, just great experience playing with those players, isn't it? Superb. I just feel privileged. I feel, you know, I, I'm i only a little lad from, well, I'm not little anymore, but I'm a little lad from Banbury uh, who, you know, slept, eat, drank cricket, you know, and I was down at 20 club from the age of six. To be mixing with those sort of people and and you know and playing against some of the best, I just I just feel incredibly proud and you know really honoured that I've I've represented Oxfordshire and also represented Gloucestershire. That's, that's brilliant. Right, time to uh, time to just big you up a little bit here because uh, I I've sort of got to know you over a few years and I I think you're quite a modest person actually. But we've had a couple of comments. One comment saying that. This person thinks I would probably concur from what I've seen. One of Oxfordshire's most talented players ever, which I think would be a nice comment. Um, <laughs> Paul Humphreys. I don't think I don't think he's asking for a name track. He says, but he, he wants to know. So we, you, you've talked about who you played with for Gloucestershire and you know those legends ago. I'm not suggesting for a minute that Paul Humphreys is quite on Courtney Walsh's level, uh, <laughs> but Humphreys wants to know. Back in your Choa League days, who's the best Choa League bowler that you ever faced? If it isn't Paul Humphreys, of course. Well, obviously, I'm going to have to say Humps now, aren't I? But, um, <laughs> no, you definitely don't have to say Humps. <laughs> <laughs> People like um, David Hale. Uh, I remember facing him and he was just horrible. Um, a couple of the press deals. Stuart Lordat, there's a name. Yeah. What a talent he was. Um yeah, that he he should have been playing professional cricket a hundred times before me because he was naturally talented and just a gifted all rounder and an athlete. Um, but I remember, I remember having a game against him actually, and I was uh, having a little bit of a purple patch, and uh, I think uh, Graham Saving was playing as well, and Mike Wedderburn and people like that, and I turned up a bit late because I'd just been dropped from the first team, so I phoned the twenty club up and said, "Look, please." If I um, if I can get a game, I'd love to come down and play. Uh, but if if I can't, please don't leave anybody out just for me, because I don't think it's fair. People have you know worked all week and they want to play on their Saturday, and there's muggins here just playing pretty much every day. Anyway, I got a phone call on Friday. Uh, said meet us at press deal, blah blah blah. And I think I had to go into training in the morning. Drove straight down there, and I think they got about two hundred and forty. And 
you know when it's your when it's your day because the first ball you just pick up and it happened to be off Stewie because normally Stewie I used to grow big fluffy ears and a big big fluffy tail because as soon as he came on that was it that was me gone um, but I put him put him out for six and then we ended up winning the game it was a great game of cricket and proper cricket as well you know the savings the laudats I can't remember because it's quite a long time ago now but uh, it was it was it was great cricket. I mean, you've just mentioned some some real Oxford. What I would what I would class as real Oxfordshire legends. I mean, it's fair to say, Rob, isn't it, that for a, a relatively small county, they this county does produce or has done over the years some seriously good cricketers, doesn't it? Oh, hundred percent. You know, and again, that boils down to what Oxfordshire give to the children or give to the lads, um, the time and the effort, and then the lads get the rewards because it's not all about, you know, talented. I think if you're seen to be, if you're seen to be doing the right things, you're seen to be training right, you're seen to be, you know, your, your punctuality is good um, and you do everything in the right manner, then that goes pr- a, a real long way. Hmm. If you've got um, any, if, if you were sort of to give one piece of advice, because we're talking quite a lot about young cricketers coming through and they're in a good county to progress. If you've got uh, a piece of advice that you could give to any aspiring young cricketer, maybe 13, 14, that wants to try and become a professional, what, what would your one piece of advice be um, that you would give to a, an up-and-coming youngster? I, I just uh, um, listen, listen to what the coaches are saying. Take on board what you need. Um, work on your fitness because I think now everything is about fitness um, that's the way it's gone it'll go in um, and I must say some of the pros I, I go to Gloucestershire now every now and then because my, my young lad works up there and um, they're all super fit they're super fit and you know I'm a firm believer in um, back in 99 when, when JB turned up John Bracewell we as a fitness uh, group, we were a little bit lazy, I think. Um, well, I know we were because you used to turn up to Cheltenham for pre season, you'd run around the race course, and that was it. Um, and then JB turned up, saw out the first season, said, Right then, lads, uh, I've booked us all a place in the gym with a personal trainer Monday, Wednesday, Friday, 6 30, start. Uh, it is optional, but it'd be great if you can go. <laughs> and then, um but I'm a firm believer in if you're physically fit, you're mentally fit. Um, a lot sharper, a lot sharper in everything you do, your decision making. Um, and it's definitely helped us in 99 with all our fielding. You know, people off the ball were working just as hard as people attacking the ball. So, yeah, I think, I think as a whole, practice well, listen, do the right things, work on your fitness and most of all, enjoy it. Would you say, sorry, sorry, no, I was just, would you say what one thing that a piece of advice that I heard from somebody else the other day is, is particularly with sort of county youngsters, they come through the ranks and they maybe have different coaches. Would you say it's, it's, it's a good thing or a bad thing to sort of almost take the snippets from each coach that works for you rather than just having one, one mindset? So, for example, if, if, uh, if Daryl gives a piece of advice that maybe doesn't quite work, but somebody else tweets that it, it, it's a balancing act isn't it i guess to get to get what's right for you as an individual I th- yeah i think i think the main the main thing there really is it's down to the down to the player um you know i think as much advice 
however small or however big it is. I mean, ideally, it'd be nice to have a few minors and not any majors. Um, but I think if the player can accept um, the coaching ideas, and as you said, just take a little couple of bits out of it. You know, they, I've worked. I've worked with a, a few very, very talented eighteen, nineteen-year-olds that were being told to do certain things, and they come up to me in tears. And I said, "Now, listen, as a young man, I said I'm an old, old git now. I said, but as a young man, what you need to learn to do is nod your head." and take what he's saying what you need don't try and change the whole lot because it will affect your mind and your mind's a powerful thing when it's cricket's a, a very difficult game if something's not quite right up there that's coming from experience yeah, a, lot of, well. <laughs> a lot of people do say don't they that that a lot of the, a large percentage of cricket is in the is in the head isn't it it's not all about the talent it's it, it's about what's in there and what's in there isn't it yeah, yeah, your mental approach. I mean, I, that was probably one of my downfalls, if I'm honest, um, latter part. Well, I think it was pretty much early on. You know, um, when my mum fell quite ill, um, she was rushing to, to John Ratcliffe. It affected me. Um, you know, from being fit and well to, to lying in, in intensive care and things like that. And it just really got to me. And I remember playing every every day up in Bristol and... and finishing the game, running off the pitch and legging, driving down to Oxford just to see her. Now, mentally, that's, that's not a, a great um, you know, pre-match sort of scenario. However, I always considered you only get one family. And, um, you know, it did take me a year. It did take me a year or two to turn my head around. And when I did turn it around, there were some really good points. And there was a couple of you know, blips I had. But I think everyone's going to go through that over a course of nine or ten years so and that's really actually really poignant in the current climate isn't it because you know everybody's desperate to get back onto a cricket field we all are even me and I'm not particularly good never have been but I'm desperate as we all are to get back out there but the most important yeah. thing isn't it, is, is you know if we're not healthy then there's no cricket essentially is there exactly. so I guess exactly that's the key message really. um one of your former teammates Andy Cross has just said he had the privilege of playing youth cricket with you at the 20 clubs best player I've ever played with and also a decent footballer apparently oh yeah I used to love me football to be fair I used to love me football um playing with with Crossy and Mark Coleman and Paul Prentice and people like that back from the old Banbury school days. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, we had a really good side at the 20 club at, at youth level. So Stephen Hart, a lot of people know Steve. Um, we, yeah, we, yeah, we were good. Just thank Crossy for me, because that's very kind of him, tell him. He, he's listening in, so he'll hear that. You a decent golfer? Um, nah. nah. <laughs> I can give it a good whack, but... Yeah. <laughs> um, my my father-in-law is trying to get me to to join a club because he he plays off two, and he's outstanding. But when I was we were away with the family in Portugal, went to um, a, a driving range up there, and he said to me, "You've got to take it seriously." But I said, "Well, I can't do cricket and football. I can't do cricket and golf because it's not fair on the family." So, cricket is at the moment. Yeah, absolutely. Rob, was it was it always cricket? Was it always cricket was, that was your sort of first passion in terms of, I mean, presumably you were growing up, you, you had sort of your in all sorts of different fires, but was it always cricket that was your first love or was yeah. it sort of other sports? Yeah. It was. Yeah, when I was, I think, six, I think Dad took me down the, the, the 20 club and 
don't know, I just seemed to, I seemed to really click with it. And then, um, and then I started, I did start playing quite a lot of football and I was pretty good, but I had a trial for, I think it was Oxford United, funny enough, over in um, Burford. And I just didn't want to go. So I think cricket was always going to be my, my dedication, really. That's what I wanted to do was, you know, become a pro and, and that was it. So, and again, thanks to dad, he put a lot of time and effort into me, you know, ferrying me around, um, things like that. So yeah, little things like that you all take for granted. And, Rob, was that, I was going to ask you, you know, what, who, who was your inspiration? What was it your dad? Was it the main inspiration for you? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Um, and I think my idol, if I'm honest, and still now to this day, was Phil Densham because I thought his temperament was amazing as a batter. Um, and then you know, and then you look at the likes of, of Arnie, um, Sean Joyner. Those were some blooming characters, they too. I can tell you now. <laughs> seeing them, on, seeing them on the pitch. I remember. I remember one particular game. It got quite ugly. But not between us and them. It was between Sean and, and uh, Arnie. <laughs> but, uh, that's what you want as an opening bowler, isn't it? You want a little bit of oomph, bit of fire, um, bit of fire. Didn't want to be taken off, and Sean Sean was taken off and didn't agree with with Arnie's decision. But you alluded uh, Rob about your, um, you know, when Gloucestershire were were winning one day trophies, the the fielding fielding contributed massively to that didn't it because you were fit and you were the probably the best fielding side in that competition around that time and it, it really showed it put you know a lot of pressure on the opposition but was there anything else that you did um you know or john bracewell brought to the table that you know really worked for you in those those winning heydays if you like i th- i think and um, i think martin ball actually summed it all up really well he said that when we when we were fielding, it was eleven against two, um, you know. And as I said, people off the ball were doing as much work as people on the ball, um, you know. And I, I think we made Mark's job pretty easy because nobody was was being shouted out to move position or whatever. We all seemed to know know our roles, and um, you know, we just literally bang, bang, bang in position again. Boils down to fitness. Um, and then, like you said, a few few of the closer games, um, they managed to uh, we managed to be on the winning side. So, yeah, it's good. It was good. I mean, there's some really nice there's some really nice comments coming in, Rob. I mean, not surprising. Um, Dick Giles said uh, it says this has been a real life session from from you uh, as a cricketer. You're very level headed, and you're a really good role model. I would I would agree with that actually. Um, getting to know you. Getting to know you over those few years, the, the the players did listen to you, and they were sort of around you, really like bees around a, hon- a honey pot, trying to sort of uh, sort of listen to your your experience. And uh, what I what I've always liked about you is is you were very good at um, at sort of spotting what we call development areas, but not calling them weaknesses to these youngsters. They're, they're not weaknesses; they're, they're areas that people can develop develop in. And, and it was always something that you used to say. You used to call it a development area, and uh, I think that's really important for any youngster to sort of just realise that you're not going to be able to, you know, produce every shot in the book. You, you play to your strengths, don't you? Exactly right. Yeah, hundred percent. I I don't work on negatives. I don't work on negatives at all. Um, you know, I've, I've had a few kids crying and stuff. And oh, I can't do this. No, you can. 
you can just give yourself mm. a chance give yourself a chance you know and the main thing is put a smile on your face you're giving up your hour to be with me let's enjoy it we've well, got uh, a lot there's a young lad um oh years back bless him uh he's he's playing now for Bedminster, actually. Um, Matty Brewer, his name is. He's probably come against Oxfordshire quite a few times. Um, good little player. Anyway, he had a little bit of a problem on his legs. And I said to his dad, it might be a bit painful. And he was like, that's all right. He's all right. Anyway, I must have hit the poor kid. Not hard, hard. Um, 10, 15 times on his leg. And he, for the first time ever, his little lip went. And I said to him, look, it doesn't matter. You're... Trust me, I've learnt from this because I did it for Oxfordshire. I got hit about 60 times on me on my leg at 65 mile an hour, 75 mile an hour swinging in, hit me on the same spot, and basically my thigh pad and my knee just all met. And um, fair play to this young lad. He was what 14, 13 at the time. He phoned me up the next day. He said, "I want another session just to prove you wrong." And straight away, you think you've got some guts, mind. So. Uh, but it is all about encouragement. You know, like I say, encouragement to get to the highest level that anybody can get to. Like I said, I'm, I was extremely lucky um, to be in the right place at the right time. But again, having the right people behind me and supporting me uh, and pushing me to the right people um, to get to where I was. Actually, Rob, I'm just thinking about this because somebody asked the question. You, you did do an overseas, like you didn't go overseas as a as a as an amateur, did you? Am I right in saying that? You, no, you... I, went over as, I went over as their pro. Right. Oh, you did do that. Where, where did you go? Did you go to Australia? or? Yeah, I was in Melbourne. Oh, ah, right. Okay. Did, yeah, that, was, did that make oh, you yeah. a better cricketer, do you think? Um, I think it was good for me to be spent six months away. Um, yeah. My first... No, get it wrong, I was blooming nervous. Although I'd done India for seven weeks, six months to me was just a massive... Cause, I wouldn't say I was a little mummy's boy, but I enjoyed family time. You know, I used to work with mum and everything like that. So it, it was nice during the winter just to go home and, and spend quality time with, with them and, you know, still doing the right things. But I think it did me good. It did, it did me good. I mean, it was, it was an amazing experience, amazing experience. And I remember my... Um, my first game was at a, a place called Donvale and it was an absolute road. And um, you imagine it was like 35 or 40 degrees and it, it was white. And anyway, they batted first, I think, because it's you know, where you bat one weekend and then obviously field the next. And they got about 230, 240. And a few of the lads were like, oh, mate, there's a few too many runs there, isn't there? How are we going to get them? And I was like, Jesus Christ, I said, it's 2.4 runs and over, for God's sake, it's a road. And... Um, Following, we went out to bat, and there was this bloke there, and he had a, he had a skinhead, and he had tattoos everywhere with love eight down his hands and whatever swallows around his necks, and um, his run up was about from the thirty yard circle. I thought, oh Christ, here we go. Welcome to Australia. So, took a little step back and whatever. He comes steaming, a very good athlete to be fair to him, and it just popped out of his hand. A little dinky in swinger about forty five mile an hour, and <laughs> I blocked. I blocked it, and obviously I can't swear because this is like a family show. Um, but you can imagine the response from an Australian. Um, 
it was a nice solid solid front foot pushed hard straight to mid off and he come down he said you pommy bah 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 yes so that was my first ball and then when I got to 188 not out and we were on 300 and something um, they were still abusing me which I thought right this is going to be a long winter um, but it was great it was great you know Paul Collingwood was out there Danny Law Chapman there were some good players from overseas um, but it was tough it was tough cricket yeah yeah no really good so you know you learned a lot from that experience which um, when when did you get your your first class contract um, what age were you um, oh, I was 18 18 18 18 yeah yeah no. not, not too long ago mine Dick Giles has just said, Daryl, uh, is he available for the seniors yet? I think he's uh, only about two years younger, older than me, so I think he's a few years away from that, isn't he? I know you look a lot older than me, Rob, but there's only two years between us. When are you taking the costume off, anyway? Hey. <laughs> I mean, just just, just brilliant. I, I, have you got any stories about um, Boo Boo or Bally? And somebody has asked whether Martin Ball was the best slipper in your or, or on the circuit at the time oh Is yeah yeah hands like buckets yeah yeah he he was i mean he was just great to have on the side he was the he was the sort of um the driving force of banter and then yeah he no i ain't really got any 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 stories on him but he was just great to have on the side great great bowler and a, a, an amazing slip fielder um and boo boo i mean you've played against boo boo just a legend, absolute legend. He's just the nicest guy you want to meet. Um, he, you know, he's kind, he's thoughtful, and he's he's a very good coach as well. Um, but he he's he's just so cool. Do you know what I mean? He's just so relaxed, especially when we were in that first final. If I had a bat with him, I think I'd have been a nervous wreck. But he was brilliant. Yeah, I mean, he's quickering England over fifties actually. Or he was in the World Cup, wasn't he? And and uh, that's, that's right. Sailed, but um, yeah, I mean, I've played against him uh, only once actually now, but he, uh, he got it deeply actually, which was which was good. We were quite pleased, but uh, you know, he, he scored a lot of runs in that competition, and it, it's yeah, great he's good playing against those players. Absolutely, yeah, he's, he's great. Yeah, he's a top bloke as well. Rob, we talk about losing the plot and being stressed. Your your your, your number one fan, Humps, has just said that you're as relaxed tonight as you were at the crease. Apparently, so it must be, it must be being in the presence of Daryl makes you relax. Just calms you down. <laughs> uh, Not my, uh, my missus, my missus keeps saying to me, I'm 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 really laid back, but see, I don't see it. But maybe maybe I, no, I don't know. I think you are. I think you are. Mm-hmm. Daryl, I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask the question that you normally ask because we might forget otherwise. Rob, if you had we've asked this every week, it's not a cricket related question. If you had a choice of a superpower, what would your superpower be? A mind reader. <laughs> That's a good a one. Yeah, I'd be a mind reader, see where I'm going and also I'd get lottery numbers in, couldn't I? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I quite handy especially at this time. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Um, I'm going to ask a question, uh, Rob. Uh, your winning medals, are they pride and place or are they in a bank deposit or are they um, – I shouldn't ask this, should I? Because, <laughs> But, I mean, are they sort of on display or, or not? On display? Yeah, they're up, I, I, they're up in my son's room, actually, my eldest son. He, um, I've got a picture of the winning moment with all the trophies there. Um, yeah, 
Yeah, no, I still, I still, I still um, look at the little DVD as well. It still gives me goosebumps. It still gives me goosebumps. But I got, I found something. I found something here. We'll see which I think you might be quite. We were talking about it, I believe. Ah, yes, I, yeah. In in cracking, yeah, in cracking, yeah. Did I how, write that? <laughs> no. Um, how many, how many runs did you say you thought you got? Did I score more than you? No. <laughs> oh no! I was I was flying through my back teeth the other day. Then. I just no, not a lot, lot less. I think it was thirty-nine you got, and really? I got fifty-three. That was often. It was a boring thirty-nine, wasn't it? What was that? Fours, I think. I said, I think it was a boring thirty-nine, was it? Well, I don't matter. We won. That's what it matters, isn't it? Yeah, I, I will add. We had this conversation the other day, Rob, didn't we? And I said I, I always remember you were fifteen at the time on that debut and, and batting with you. And I went That's down. Just, with Chris. It says I was. It says I was sixteen, actually. Sixteen, was it? Yeah, I must. Yeah, yeah. and and I I came down to the wicket to have a chat with you to to give you know impart my wisdom, and then I got I got halfway thinking, well, he's a far better player than me. Why the hell am I coming down here and giving anything? Because he, he, you were in control pretty much. So, uh, um, and I, I remember that with yeah, it was a fond memory for me. That obviously I did think I got more than you, but you know I would, wouldn't I? <laughs> so that's the that's line now you see it was quite bizarre that I just found I found this I was looking, I can't even know what I was looking for and um, oh it's something to do with the India trip somebody asked me a question about the India trip anyway I found this out which is what this is all this is what dad done over my career oh, and uh, turned over and I found that page and I thought my goodness we were just talking about that <laughs> brilliant so, yeah. I was found out Rob and I apologize <laughs> <laughs> Ever thinking I got more runs than you? Terrible. <laughs> um, look, we're, we're nearly done, Rob. But I, I wanted to say a big thank you for you to take your time to do this for us um, tonight. You, you, you're a, a great chap to have, have played cricket with, coached with, and know. And and like people have said, great role model. And saying what you did about Oxfordshire cricket today and, and how people, you know, young people can go about it is is brilliant because this is what this sort of, you know, platform is for. I, I want people to to have, you know, get that experience from people to to see what they can do and, and if yeah. they mind to it, you know. Yeah. And I suppose um, one question I, I really wanted to, 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 to finish on is, have you got any sort of ask more aspirations in cricket um or you think you've you, you've done what you can do or is there is there more to rob cunliffe's cricket coming forward going um, let's just wait and see how the body is i mean I, i'd like to represent over 50s at some point um but let's Probably wait got see. The camera there. <laughs> i've got three i've got three years i've got three years so yeah can i have first dibs on that or will will gloucestershire stamp their authority and ask you to play for them i don't know actually to be honest i don't know how that works to be fair um whoever buys him the first drink maybe he doesn't open his wallet very often would he so uh it'll be mark label on for you uh well we'll have to wait we'll have to wait and see it just depends on how the body is really and and you know obviously i've got a little five-year-old next month he um he's growing up quickly so it a lot depends on 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 that and how little one is and and 
if the wife's happy for me to keep going out uh, during the summer. But obviously this year has been slightly different. So she's had me painting everything. Um, so I've, I've painted pretty much the whole of the house. So uh, she's kept me on my toes. <laughs> Another reason this lockdown over, so you haven't got to do any more house housework and DIY I'm, I'm, and stuff. Like I'm pretty much done now. I'm pretty much yeah. done. So, but it should be back. I should be back to work on Monday, hopefully. So, uh, with little man going back to school, so I can get out and about then and start earning some money. Really, it's like that, isn't it? I, I must. Have, I have been coaching this week, and it's just. It feels like an old friend, Rob, to get back out oh, there. And coach. I can't wait. You know, I can't wait. I had one on one session on Sunday, and it was just oh, it's brilliant just to be out giving you, you know, the kids some advice and whatever. So. Um, but I think I've got one, yeah, you know, I've got one tomorrow and then, but things now, because obviously, uh, the lockdown's sort of easing slightly because I have been involved with a few clubs locally. Um, they're going to put me down as their one-to-one -one and things like that. So fingers crossed, there'll be a lot more coming in pretty soon, but you just got to be, you know, sort of observant the fact that potentially there's going to be no cricket. So you don't want people wasting their money, um, being coached when they're not even going to play um but again saying that it's their little let out isn't it that they want to get out there and hit balls and 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 feel you know feel good about themselves again so so yeah fingers crossed i'll be busy in the next little week or so brilliant i'm really pleased for you kieran do you, do you want to ask anything before we uh if i wrap up one or two things uh, I uh, just, a couple, just a couple of things. Um, I keep forgetting whether it's your niece or your sister-in-law or your sister, but Leslie just put a message on there. Leslie, your uh, your family member has just said, if anybody had told me I'd have been watching my brother-in-law, Daryl, with a comical moustache on a TV in February, I would have told them that they've lost their marbles. So uh, I must admit, I must admit it, uh, it's not what I was expecting to do in the middle of May. Rob, um, for me, Thank you. It's been a real pleasure seeing uh, catching up with you. Um, shame we can't catch up over a, a real pint, but a virtual pint was good. Hopefully, when this is all over and we're back, maybe we can sort of catch up properly. And uh, yeah. You have been listening to The Masked Cricketer. Today's hosts were Woodsy and K Dog. The music was Swing House by RKVC. It was thrown together by Daryl Woods and Kieran Bushnell. Special thanks go to today's masked cricketer, Rob Cunliffe. If you would like to make a donation to the Lord's Taverners charity, please head to justgiving.com forward slash the hyphen masked hyphen cricketer. Follow us on Twitter at masked cricketer. And if you wish to watch live, head over to YouTube, search for the masked cricketer and hit that follow button and bell. See you next time.